നമോ ബ്രഹ്മാദിത്യോ ബ്രഹ്മവിദ്യാ സമ്പ്രദായ കർത്തൃത്യോ വംശരുഷിത്യോ ശങ്കരം ശങ്കരാചാര്യം കേശവാംബാധരായം സൂത്രവാഷികൃതവും വന്ദേ ഭഗവന്തവും പുനഃപുനഃ ഈശ്വരോ ഗുരുരാത്മീതി മൂർത്തിഭേദ വിവാഹിനി വ്യോമവത്യാപ്തദേഹായ ദക്ഷിണാമൂർത്തയേ നമഃ ഭദ്രം കർണേവി ശൃണുയാമേവാ ഭദ്രം പശ്യേമാക്ഷിർയജത്രൈരംഗൈസുഷ്ടുവാഗുംസ്തനൂവി വ്യശേമദേവഹിതം യദായു സ്വസ്തി ന ഇന്ദ്രോ വൃദ്ധശ്രവാ സ്വസ്തി നൂഷാ വിശ്വവേദാ സ്വസ്തി നസ്താക്ഷോ അരിഷ്ടനേമി സ്വസ്തി നോ ബൃഹസ്പതിർദ്ധതാത്തു ഓന്തി ശാന്തി ശാന്തി മൈ റിക്വസ്റ്റ് നിത്യജി ടു ചാന്ത മംഗളശ്ലോകാസ് ജ്ഞാനാംശുപ്രദാനൈഹിതിഷ്ഠാൻ മായാസംഖ്യാഷ്ടാചാന്യാൻ ജ്യോതിഷാസ്ഥാപയുണഗണസൗനീയ ജാഗ്രതാദിമയം We will continue our study of Mandukya, Upanishad and the Karika. So as we all, I'll just do a recap. As we all know that Mandukya Upanishad being the shortest one with 12 mantras only has been considered as the only remedy, Kevalam, Mandukya Meva Malam. Mumukshunam Vimokshaye is what is told that if you study Mantukya alone, that is enough for you to liberate from your all ignorance and the related issues from the ignorance. 
and unlike the other upanishad here we do not have any stories or scenery scenery which is being in the background to describe the upanishad straight away from the word go this upanishad starts with nothing other than the truth and the only truth so it started with ओमित्यदाक्षरमिदंसर्वंतस्योपव्याख्यानंभूतंभवद्भविष्यतिसर्वमोंकारयेव explicitly clear is this upanishad which says the mahavakya ayamatma brahma so in the second mantra it says sarvam hetat brahma ayamatma brahma this atma ayamatma this atma is indeed brahma soyamatma chatushvat so those who do not understand this atma as brahman for the purpose of their understanding soyam atma chatushva this has to be understood in the fourfold method in which the upanishad is going to narrate it so it takes the fourfold aspect as nothing outside for us to investigate or you know uh, do any analysis etc it is talking about our own experience in our life and that simply is divided into four aspects of our experience the first being the jagrat or the waking state which is bahipratnya saptanka ekona vimshati muka stula book vaishwanara prathama pada it is called the vaishwanara in the individual or the in the microcosm and it is called virat in the macrocosm and that what is the what is the speciality of it bahipratnya it knows all objects as if it is outside therefore it is bahipratnya pratnya is the knowing knowledge bahipratnya is the knowledge of outside things and for that the tools are ekona vimshati muka for the microcosm and saptanga for the macrocosm saptona vimshati muka is it's both our organs of perception organs of action mind manobuddhi ahankara chitta in the four and it is it is interacting with the stula book as a stula book stula book means cross objects or grossness of the experience is the speciality of jagrat asthana or the vaishwanara at the waking waker stula book means here he have to understand that anything which we feel is real and gross is what is called a stula book here it is not referring necessarily our daytime or waking hours no anything which is felt as a gross or which has got a which remains with us for a for a as a real experience that is what is called the stula book and the second one the second quarter is called the sapnasthana andapratnya saptanga ekona vimshati muka pravibhitam 
Taijasa Judiya Padha. The second one is called Taijasa in the microcosm and Hiranyagarbha as the macrocosm. Now, what is the speciality of this from the Jagrat or the Waking? Pravivikta book. It is it is a, it is interacting with subtle experiences. It can be in the daytime when we are our waking hours, when we get into a remembrance, a memory, or recalling our memory, etc. Is also in the Pravibhukta book. And Anda Pratnya, and all these Pratnya of knowing these objects or these objects are appearing to be inside us, our memory. We don't see the memory as an object outside. That is why it is called Andapratnya. Same way, that does not include the memory alone. The entire dream experience. In the dream experience, which are all subtle, is also part of this. But in the dream, there are something which has as good as gross, which leaves a lasting impression because of which in the waking we remember the dream. Therefore, those experiences of the dream are not of the Taijasa or the subtle experience, they need to be treated as gross, which is remaining, which is bringing a memory for us. It happens even in the deep sleep. The knowing of nothingness is as good as, but we don't have an object. So the, what is the third, third uh, quarter is, Yatra supno na kanjana gamam kamayate na kanjana sopnam pasyajita sushuptam sushaspastana eki bodha prakyanagana eva anandamayu he ananda book. Tejo mukha pratnya sthriti yapadha. Pratnya sthriti yapadha. The pratnya is the sthriti yapadha. The third quarter. Now this pratna is, is what? Yatra supno na kanjana gamam kamayate. Like in the dream or in the waking, there is desires. And based on the desires, we experience our the dream which is not satisfied by the waking experiences is dreamt as the experience in our interaction through the sopna or in the mind as a subtle way. Whereas in the sushuptastana, which is the, called the deep sleep state, eki there is no separate object, subject, and the, the experiencing in that. All the three have merged into one. That is why Eki Buddha. And therefore, Pratnyana Gana is a mass of awareness. Because when we wake up, we say that I had a good sleep. I knew nothing. And that there is nothing which is there to disturb or consume that happiness or the uh, not having anything to consume our energy in the deep sleep. Therefore, is Anandamaya. This Anandamaya is not the Ananda of the nature of Brahman. It is almost similar, but not exactly the same. This is the absence of multitude which is giving us the Anandamaya in the deep sleep state. And that is called the Pratnya. And in the, in the individual microcosm, and the same thing is called Ishvara in the macrocosm. Therefore, he is Esha Sarveshara, Esha Sarvatnya, Esha Andaryami, Yoni, Sarvasya Prabhavapyayo, Bhutana. Just as in the microcosm, so is in the macrocosm. Therefore, Sarveshara, because there is nothing other than himself, so he becomes, he, is the, he knows all by about himself. 
but there is nothing to know about himself therefore he says i knew nothing so i he knew himself but he knew nothing other than him whereas in the macrocosm ishwara is the creator of the world or he is the from where the the whole creation seems to be appearing from therefore he is a sarveshwara and he is a sarvajna because when he himself becomes everything he has to be knowing everything as as the closest as possible or that himself the best way to know something is to become that so if you become the create the objects of the creation then you know every create the object of creation therefore he is a sarvajna and he being a sarvajna he is also andaryami andaryamayati yahasah andaryami he is the one which is moving in and through every creation whether there is moving and moving creation or stagnant apparently stagnant creation in our eyes like the mountains and the stone etc we call it as inert but if you even if you look at in the from the scientific point there are atoms where there are movements permanently happening for the electrons and protons etc from the scientific point of view it is the one which is moving inside every creation every molecule of creation and it is from him the sarvasya prabhava apyayo the creation and the dissolution just as in the macrocosm the ishura creates the whole universe and it is dissolved into the himself as per the shruti but as a individual microcosmic level the sushuptah the prajna he also is going experiencing that his world of experience of the waking and the world of experience of the dream he you know absorbs into himself without any projection on experience of his mind his mind becomes no mind so and when he wakes up the entire world is created in one one jet one you know one second not even a second a fraction of a second it is the whole world comes with the memories of the past present and the future all those things are immediately spread in front of him so he is the potential for the the bijam or the the seed in which into it everything dissolved in the sleeping state and from the sleeping state when he wakes up everything he projects to the world outside now this is the macrocosmic and the microcosmic way of looking at it then the acharya gaudapada knowing very well these are very high subtle philosophy wrote the commentary for the first six mantras in the in the form of karikas and divided the karika into four uh, you know subject matter or four chapters the first one is called agama pragaranam because he is talking the upanishad and the explanation of the upanishad agama means veda so it is related to the upanishad mantras itself it is called the agama pragaranam the second pragaranam which he wrote was the vaitatya pragaranam vaitatya means mithya or maya so there the detailing of why the illusion why the mithya world is called mithya and the impact of it how does it affect all those things are dealt in the vaitatya pragaranam the third one is the advaita pragaranam advaita pragaranam is where one is 
the one is the substratum or the, the consciousness from where the whole world is coming but the world is supposed to be appearance only as a mithya so how do you say there are two things here i am there the world is there so there are two things that how it is resolved into one advaita prakaranam there is no duality or non dual is the theme of the third chapter and then is the alada chandi prakaranam is a is a prakaranam which later you know philosophers say it's an addition later it was not there in the original one but the theme continues where he is giving examples of a torch the wooden torch with a burning uh, you know fire at the end of it when rotates appears to be a circle that is what is alada and that example is used and there are similar other examples which is explained in that chapter for the uh, understanding clear understanding all these things wherever there is technicality and little difficulty for ordinary people like us to understand shankara has written bhashya for those things but there are some places with the 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 kariga of acharya himself is very lucid and clear there is no need of an explanation so shankara has not done any commentary on that so in the in the agama pragana after the first six mantras karikas there are eight nine karikas which explaining the six of the mantras in gaudapada's own language bahi pratnya vibhru vishyo handa pratnyastu taijasa ghana pratnya stada pratnya eka eva stita stita now the three states which we said that bahi pratnya the external consciousness anda pratnya the internal dream or taijasa and ghana pratnya where it is a mass of awareness or a mass of knowingness eka eva tridastita there is only one which itself is you know as standing as three when it is associating with each of the experiences and these things are will be much more clearer when we further go into the next sub, the subsequent karikas the second karika say dakshinakshi muge vishyo manasastu taijasa आकाश आकाशे ही आकाशे च हृदय प्रज्ञ स्थिरता देहे व्यवस्थित दक्षिणाक्षी मुखे विश्व द विश्व और द ग्रॉस एक्सपीरियंसर इज आइडेंटिफाइड विद द राइट आई रिप्रेजेंटिंग द एंटायर सेंस ऑर्गन्स एंड द माइंड मनसस्तु तैजसा माइंड वेयर वी हैव द सटल एक्सपीरियंसेस बोथ मेमोरी dream etc are in the manasas kriti akashecha in the in the space of the heart is the pratnya is the that deep sleeper or the pratnyanakana or what we call it as pratnya and in the deha vyavasthita in the body of the individual these three have been placed by the ishvara or the creator himself विश्व ही स्थूल बुक् नित्यम तैजस प्रविभुक्त बुक् आनंद बुक्तदा प्राज्ञा स्त्रिदा भोगम निबोधदा नौ हैविंग प्लेस्ड एस द थ्री रेस्पॉन्सिबल एंटिटीज इन द बॉडी दे आल्सो 
interact with their experiences. In the gross consumer is the Vishwaha. That is the one which is in the, what we said, the gross X. X we call the waker. Nityam Taijasa Pravibukta book. This Pravibukta book means subtle, subtle experiencer. He is the Taijasa. Ananda Buktada, the enjoyer of the bliss of no, uh, you know, another one to take away the energy. He buying, being himself all alone. I am, that is that state of where nothing else is there for you to be consumed or interacted. That is the state of Ananda book. And uh, that's a prajna. In this form, Bogam Nibodada, they are all having the enjoyment of life. Bogam Nibodada. Stulam tat tatparyate vishyam praviviktam tu taijasam anandascha tada prajnam tridar Triptim Nibodana. Here he is talking about the Triptim. Triptim means satisfaction. <coughs> Trida, in the three forms, he is, he is the, he is satisfying himself by the gross in the Vishwa, the Taijasa or the subtle Prabhivikta book and Ananda is the bliss, state of bliss or that deep sleep. These three are the one which is giving the satisfaction of the interaction for the the entity which itself identifying with the three states of experiences. Having told that, now comes the fifth mantra from where today's lecture will commence. Trishudamasu yadbojyam bhoktacha yadprakirtida. Now he said that he is knowing that he is a tripti, he is satisfied by that. But in the fifth mantra, what he is saying that Trishudamasu, these three states of Vishwa, Taijasa and Pratnya or waking, dream and deep sleep. Yet Bojyam Bhokta, what is being the object of consumption and the bhokta, the one who consumes it, in this way they are known between the two. Veda, please understand, Eta Dubayam, these two are Yastu Saha Bunjano Nilipide. Even though there is this dichotomy of the subject and the object in each of these states and everything. The one who has become the three in the three different states is different from the one which is associated with that. He is neither consuming it nor is he tainted by the consumption. He doesn't, he in Bunjano Nalipede. This Bunjano Nalipede is the same thing which he has borrowed from the Brahadarni Upanishad, where it is a detailed discussion between Janaka and Yatnyavalkya. So what does it say? An example which we can think is that suppose if an individual becomes an office goer and he interacts in the office, there is pressure, tension, scolding from the boss, you know, work to do, some success, some failure, all those things are happening. 
when he comes home from that office he is not the one who was what he was in the office because as soon as he reaches home he has got a different set of world where his family his duties as a householder vegetables shopping you know household chores all those things that time he interactively he may remember some of the office things but man he is not affected by that the way he will get affected in the office and when he goes to sleep neither he remembers his office neither he remembers his family nor himself who was there in the office nor himself who was in the household role in the that person which is there in this vein the individual even though he was consuming those roles in the independently he has not been affected by these events which is happening when he goes to sleep he is the pure one where he knew nothing and that state of nothingness shows that the events even though he was interactive and he felt everything as if his own problems that he could remove and keep aside whether it is the office thing or a household thing and he could be untainted by the interactions which we he had been doing it in the three states even the one even the deep sleep is not affecting him where he he didn't even know he who he was if he had really known that he has not become nothing not even with the physical body with which the identification takes place even that did not affect that the time of sleep is that the state so even in the three dhamasu three states the consumer and the consumption objects has never tainted even though even he was interacting with them neither have they affected him in reality to understand that we should know what is the next karika is talking about prabhava sarvabhavanam satamiti vinishchayaha sarvam janayati pranas cetanshu purusha prutak now sadam vidyamanam ityukse sarvabhavanam prabhava that all the creations beginning please understand vinishchayaha satamiti that is that sat or satchidananda in another word both are the same is the one from birth sarvabhavanam prabhava the utpatti or the springing up of all creations is from that spirits please understand vinishchayaha sarvam janayati prana now the prana is that which not the panja prana prana apana samana yamana yana udana that not he is not talking about the panja prana here here the prana is that seed form of ishvara which is the andaryami in the individual because esha sarveshara esha sarvatnya esha andaryami utpat prabhavapyayo sarvabhutanam there in that sixth mandra it has been said 
that sarva bhavanam is the prana he what he is being referring to here sarvam janayati it is that prana which is creating our world of experience we are not the one who is creating we are associating with the waker when we are we are with the waking we drop the waker and the association with the waker and its own experiences good and bad and ugly in the waking and in the dream we have another world created by the same prana and in that we associate as a i am the dreamer and i am having the dream that who is the dreamer other than you who was the dreamer and enjoying in the dream is the separate creation by the prana again same way the one who says that i knew nothing i was in the deep sleep i had a good sleep or i enjoyed the bliss of good sleep he is the one who is saying that but that also is the associated identified body with the deep sleeper which is saying that which in the one waking he says that but the prana which is the bijam which is the same as the macro, the part of the macrocosm which is there in the microcosm is the one which is from where it is happening just as in the macrocosm the ishra is creating the whole world whether it is a waking world for the entire creation or whether the subtle world for the whole creation or where he makes things disappear and new things come up all those things are in the macrocosm is exactly similar what is happening in the microcosm also like cheda amshuman purusha pratak now this amshuman that cheta chaitanya amshu it is the ray of the awareness or the what you call the energy or you can call the energy it is the it is that light of knowledge or light of awareness is that purusha and he is prutak he is separate from the one who was there in the waking who was there in the dream who was there in the deep sleep and he is the light which is in which in whose light the association when it happens with the gross we call it as a waker the association with the dreamer we call it as a dreamer the association with the deep sleeper we call it as a dreamer but it in all the three things it he is not affected by it even though he knows that he is going from one to another in all the three things what is happening is that taijasa pratnya vishwa it is all by one entity which is the chaitanya or the 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 awareness the light of awareness which we will call it as the chaitanya that is the purusha which is there in the body which is experiencing the thing which is which is knowing is knowing that i am the one who is dreaming he knows the world of dreams the entire objects of the world in when in the gross state he knows that he is the one who knows in knowing the gross things he know he himself knows that he is the knower of the gross things and that i knew that i i am the knower of the gross things he is the he is that entity in the awareness he is when identifies he calls the grosser or the waker the dreamer or the deep sleeper so in in these, these three what says what happens is that 
only when we analyze these aspects in our own experiences with application to our individual experiences not as a theory put down by the upanishad or gaudapada or shankara or the teachers Calcu look into yourself each one of us should analyze our each own one's experience and verify what the upanishad is saying is applicable to our our own individuals there may be difficulty to that segregated way to separate out from the experiences but the way in which the karika has been written the upanishad has been told it is not at all difficult if one wants to look at it from that point of view you can see that your own knowledge that you experience the gross world is a knowledge in you but you can also know that the knower of that gross world was not there with us when you were in dream therefore that is a separate one i am still there who who then was the gross person who was knowing the gross objects same way in the dream the dreamer and the objects of the dreamer can be separated out when you are not dreaming in the waking you can say that i dreamt i dreamt mean i became the dreamer is what you are saying when you said i dreamt actually speaking you are not the one who dreamt you became the dreamer to experience the dream world but that standing out that you becoming the dreamer is easily understandable from the waking point of view but from the dreamer point of view to segregate the waker is difficult but when you compare between the waker and the dreamer you can say that both are identical i can be separate from both awaker and the dreamer and when in the waking when i say that i had a good sleep the one who enjoyed the sleep is also i am the one who like i enjoyed the waking i enjoyed the dream i am the one who enjoyed the deep sleep also but i i have no no definitions or no clarity as to what was my you know entity at that time but definitely as a knowledge existing or the pratnya awareness which is project the projecting or giving the experience of the deep sleep can be visualized in the waking that the dreamer the deep sleeper is also my own experience when i dropped both waking and dream so this the threesome and the fourth one which is the which is with to which we will be coming on the seventh mantra that has been developed in these mantras by the karika in the uh, uh, by the gaudapada prabhava sarva bhavanam sadamidi vinishtaya sarvam janayati prana pranam sutasputak this is what we now just completed it in that what we have to see is that how does this creations or how does this this happen if i am a real entity from me how can the unreal entities come up because the dream was momentary it never lasted when i was dreaming the waking never lasted but what i saw in the waking when i next morning when i wake up 
some of them are available some of them are not available the time has moved space has moved i met have aged myself have changed in my body the some of them who were alive there had gone so all these things are transient in nature if i am the reality the sat satchitananda from me how can this changing world ever appear to me or from where did this all this thing happen shankaracharya cancers very clearly saying that vandya putro na tatvena maya vipa apijayate that means a barren woman can never give birth to a child so it is not like that a non existent thing has created something out of nothing like the barren woman and child whereas you need a substratum which is true and real and existing on which you can project anything in the waking the dream and the deep sleep you need a reality the reality of on the substratum you can project anything the screen is the reality in which you can project a movie if the screen is not real no movie can be projected the same thing in the snake and the rope example unless the reality was there in the rope the snake cannot take a reality shape the reality of the snake is borrowed from the reality of the rope all the three time before while seeing the snake and later the reality was always residing in the rope so only on a real or a true entity anything can be projected that projection how it comes and everything we will see it later but the basic understanding we all should have is that unless we know that these apparent changes of the waking the dream and the deep sleep are transient in nature not real if it is real means it should be remaining all the three times <clears throat> that is the definition of the reality trikala abaditam means in the all the three states past present and future now while before now and later it should not change yadna vibhijarati tat satyam that which not it will remain as it is it is not that it is available in all the three states but in all the three that reality will not change its shape its nature its appearance or its own qualities will not change see we can say that certain things are there for when i went to sleep but what is there when i woke up when i go to bed and again when i came up it is still there but has it gone through changes we don't realize those changes because time and space has changed we don't superimpose the change of time and space on the object but we look at this object and say it is the same but the true reality what advaita talks about is trikala abhaditam abhaditam means un, untouched by the three changes of time that is the only truth so that type of a truth is absolutely mandatory even for the experience of the waking dream and deep sleep to be projected and seen or experienced by the waker dreamer and the deep sleeper 
So if if it is being a asatvastu, asatvastu means non-existent thing. On non-existent thing, never can there be a projection. The dream was not a non-existent thing. The reality of the dream while dreaming is not of the objects of the dream, but of the reality of the substratum on which the dream is being experienced. The reality of the waking of the objects and the subject who is experiencing is not the reality of the objects of the waker or the objects. It is the substratum in which these things are existing. Same is the case in the deep sleep. Their knowing nothingness has to be in somewhere. There has to be a locus in which I knew nothing, yet I had a good experience of knowing nothingness and where I even did not feel my body and identity, individuality, etc. But I cannot deny that I did not exist, which shows that their existence was there. That is, the reality was there very much in the deep sleep also. So what was that? What is that reality or the subsat vastu, which is on which all the three states are being projected, has to be understood. That is why the word used in the in the in the in the kariga, satam idi vinishtayaha. In that sat, satam means it in the sat, idi vinishtayaha is the, what is to be understood. What sarva bhavanam prabhava. All the creations of the world, all the creations of the experiences, bhava means experience. Sarva bhavanam, all experiences, prabhava means creation or utpatti or where it is thing. In sadamini vinisheha, it, it, you please understand it is on the sat only it is happening. Sarvam janayati prana. This janayati, the word janayati is different from janat. Yeah, this thing. It is the janayati means one who creates. Jananam is the birth. Janayati means one who creates. So prana is the one who creates. Sarvam janayati. Why? Using what? Cheto amshun. It is the race. Amshun is basically in Sanskrit means race or the light chetas here chetan shun means the race of the chaitanya or the satchitananda or the awareness that is the purusha pratak that is the one which is different from the three experiences or the three worlds of experiencer and what is called the subject and the object and the whole thing so the substratum has to be understood is that it is that prana in the prana in the individual as the ray of, you know, ray of awareness, which is the reason why which we are able to experience these three states and the object to object in the in the, all the three states. Then comes the next. Vibhudim prasvam tuanye manyande srishti chintakaha. Sopnamaya Surupedi Srishtihiri Nirvikalpeda. Here now Gaudapada is refuting the popular stories of creation by other philosophies. 
in the sense that there were while he while he was writing this gaudapada karika whatever philosophies there were a prevalent by different philosophers as this is the cause of the creation this is how the creation has happened all those things he is taking up in the next few mantras with karikas some of the mas saying that it is the vistara of ishwara that means he ishwara the macrocosm is the one which is spreading himself and as a srishti because they are also using the same agama or the smriti mantras for that purpose bahusyam prajayeti tatrishtva tadevanu pravishat in the taitri also there it is there there but their meaning what they understood is different so they thought they saying that the ishwara having really created the world has entered that world they are not making this appearance part of that it is a projection no they are saying it is really projected and some of them are saying it is like that maya or a like a dream like a dream the ishwara it is the ishwara's dream which is the reason why it is banyante srishti maya swapna maya swarupa iti is some of the anyas anyai srishti anyai srishti means some others say that it is the maya of ishwara and like a dream in how we project our dream world this is a dream world of ishwara and we are all the we are all objects of his dream is the philosophy by some of the people who are philosophizing those days basically they are also referring to certain uh, mantras from the upanishad indro maya bi pururev iyate indran indra that here it is not the the indra of the purana that is the indra here means ishwara or brahma maya maya using maya as his tool he be, he uses create maya to create the whole world see look here we should understand that gaudapada is refuting maya also this is one thing which you should keep it in mind he is saying that maya is not a cause for creation nor ishwara is using his maya to create please understand that this is this is the approach which gaudapada is taking which shankara is also uh, shankarajari is also very clearly you know explained in his uh, in the bashya for example he what shankarajari has given example is that there is there were this uh, you know indrajala magicians which are not nowadays available i don't know if there is anybody there that this there is a recorded uh, event in the 18th century by one britisher which happened in the city of trivandrum uh, where such a event had happened that is the last recorded event for that that type of a magician what he did is was he throws he come to the stage and there the stage doesn't mean that the stage is uh, like our auditorium and everything it was it was in the late in the semi dark in dawn time they do this thing that is a that is a condition there can they can do it he throws a rope into the sky the moment he throws it the rope stands 
like a rod ran rod straight it is a rope which was flexible and which can be coiled earlier has become a straight like a rod now and he changes his form without any need of any gadgets or anything he becomes a warrior for a fire for a clash with the enemy he climbs the rope as if the rope is like a wooden stick and he vanishes into the sky what you can hear is clashes in the sky but you can't see anything and later what happens is that the parts of that person who had gone up his right eye falls uh, right hand falls left hand falls his leg is falling separate his hand is falling his torso is falling finally he head his head is also falling all in different pieces on the on the floor of the on the where that demonstration was going on everybody screams and shouts and everything but all these while happening the one who was doing this he was standing with folded hands separately side by the side which could not be seen by others for the one who is projecting the the magic he never threw the rope up never did he become a soldier and go up never did his parts cut and fall down never has he become a dead person and falling down the moment he stops his projection of the magic all the magic all the audience what he sees the same person standing where he was standing before the magic magic took place this example is given in the in the in the shankarabhashya for this particular thing that maya like how the maya is exactly like the magician does it even which is not possible is made appear to be possible that is that way in which maya is being projected by the some some of the thing but they are not knowing the truth that all this while when the maya is being experienced or the magic is being experienced the magician who was doing that he is the truth and he was always available without any changes and this is the way the the aryans or the aryas means the wise people has no interest in the maya nor the sapna nor the projection nor the creation by the ishwara into different forms and everything all those things are of no interest by the really wise people who are interested in the knowing the truth and there are some other things they say that icha matram prabho shtiriti srushtau vinishchita kalal prasudim bhutanam manyante kala chintaka now here talking about that another set of people who are given theories for the creation ichha matram prabho it is a desire of the ishwara which is which is the srishti because they are using the word sohakamayata bahusyam prajayeti is a upanishadic statement he desired let me become many so he is you they are using this is that this is the statement because of which the creation is taking kalal prasudim bhutanam manyande kalachintaka then there are people who are even there those days available like the big time people, big the big bang theory people the time started with the big bang kalal prasudim 
the time and the, the whole thing world creation took place with the time so manyande college in the but the, the they are also not able to substantiate why this is not possible because they have no real explanation for what is the time but they say that the from that time onward the creation has started so they say that so many manandaras so many kala pralayas this is the time, uh, this is the life span of brahma this is the life span of ishvara this is the mahapralaya this manandara all those kala result related life you know creation is being explained by those people this this is another set of people and then comes the last one of the group is called bhogartham srishti riti nanye kridartham idi chapare devasya swabhavoyam aptakamasya kaspraha bhogartham srishti riti nanye anye means others god created or ishvara created the world because for him to enjoy he was alone he was getting bored he wanted to enjoy so he created in his own reflection many many other many other creations these are all is that bhogartham kridartham means for enjoyment also for satisfaction or for you know and for indulgence these are the two ways in which people are defining that so gaudapada is asking apta kamasya kaspraha one who has got everything in himself how can he have a desire to enjoy or desire to play neither is possible for a person who is full in himself a person who knows everything sarvatnya sarvavit sarveshwara for him where is the bhogam where is the krida where is that you know indulgence and where is the play for him therefore he says devasya esha swabhavayam this is the nature in which the creation is happening now this itself devasya esha swabhavayam will explanation will take one full session which i am keeping for the not next wednesday the following friday because devasya swabhavayam is to be understood in its purity and understanding what gaudapada is saying is that it is by nature this is happening and why the moment you bring that is the nature of it all conflicts and con- contradictions and uh, you know challenges which can be thrown will have to be set aside so this particular part which is devasya esha swabhava i am this is the nature of the creator is going to be explained in the following friday next wednesday we will have guru purnima a special session on mahavakyas by uh, rajesh advaita vedanta kendra they already it has been scheduled and put it in the calendar so there won't be any mandukya karika session on wednesday but friday this devasya esha swabhava oyam that alone will be explained before we go to the i will also do the preamble for the seventh mantra nanda pratyanna bhi pratyanna uveda pratyanna pratyanaganam apratyam all those things will be the following 
days which we will be taking up. So next Friday, Devasya Esha Subhavoyam and the preamble for the seventh mantra will be the Friday's topic. Wednesday, we will have Mahavakyas. And with that, I end today's series. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyate Om Shanti 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 Ariyom Sri Guru Bhyonamaha Ariyom Thank you all. I have nothing to say on uh, uh, in, in a class which is <clears throat> totally purely Advaitic, which is actually uh, helping us to get beyond the lower or upper of Brahman to the para Brahman. There is no thing. Only what amuses me is uh, the explanations given to the illusion. Um, and uh, therefore, it makes us. Um, Look at this concept actually very, um, the nuances of illusion, illusion as is ascribed to Advaita Vedanta of Shankara. That's where we have to do the real manana. And for that, these help. I think it's basically, um, for me, it is like, <clears throat> you know, causation is, uh, is, is given to, causation is a category given in the manifested world. And therefore, Shankara's answers are definitely not uh, addressed to an intellect per se, but it's beyond that because to seek causes, like Viveka, Swami Vivekananda said that it is actually only a quality of uh, intellect, which is limited by nature. Anyway, uh, the sophistication of this philosophy is uh, the, the way it handles uh, illusionism, Maya, as a Shankaracharya uses Maya, Vidya, Jnana and Adhyasa. Whereas Gaudapada uses Maya, Vidya and Ajati. So there is slight difference from Madhyamaka and Vijnanavada Buddhism. But uh, it's very interesting to note the way Kevala Advaita and Shankara through his Bhashya treats illusionism. It's not the kind of thing we think about. It's so subtle because throughout the Gaudapada Karika as well as Shankara Bhashya, the empirical reality is given a place. Unlike uh, the idealism of the Vijnanavadis. That's all I have to say. It's very interesting to see it unfold through the Karikas. Thank you. I'll be honest, I'm lost right now. Uh, I need a counseling session with Bindo. The, uh, it's, it's, it's the, the karakas are confusing me because I'm, I'm not sure what I'm, I'm actually reading and listening to. So I'm, I, uh, I'll be very, you know, Frank, I, I'm having, I'm just, I'm stuck here. So sorry, everyone. <laughs> not very, I just, I'm muddled. So. Binduji, uh, I have a follow-up question on this. See, you, you entered, uh, Hari Om, uh, it was a great session. Uh, I, saw, you know, I joined a little late into this. Uh, I could only catch certain things that I have some questions. Uh, 
see this adhyasa there are two levels of adhyasa right saupadika and nirupadika adhyasa i think where the struggle is you know the the rope and snake is easy to fathom after superimposition while the in the vyavaharika satya you know the duality is imminently you know that reality strikes you now how to overcome this you know see the advaita or you know recognize the advaita in that also if you can throw some lights on because the sun rises uh, you know while the you know earth go round uh, while the sunrise is you know is the reality that you see in the reality there is no sunrise basically earth go round the sun and due to the rotation of the earth that it is seen as a sunrise that's a larger understanding hence uh, sunrise even though it is seen as a you know reality uh, underneath the truth is uh, there so in case of ishvara you know the ishvara srishti uh, that is also seen as you know uh, indra jala right so what is the best way to uncover the this this uh, you know appearances uh, any any you know uh, examples that can help uh, uh, you explained it but uh, any more depth on this all experiences have to be seen where is the substratum or the reality coming from the for the appearances the appearance of the snake cannot come unless the rope was real so there has to be a reality only on a known reality or a, on a, on a reality you can have an appearance that is why the rule of adhyasa says even for a nasar and the silver or even is the mrigatrishna the water in a mirage you need something in which on which you have to project why projection the projected things are transit transitory in nature the transitory also has to happen on a permanent thing then only the transitory can the transitory or the transient nature of the object can be understood if the substratum is also changing along with that then you will really not know what is the you know the depth of the trans change or the you know the, the enormity or the you know gravity of the change you need a anchor with which from where you can do all this analysis of our our experiences of the world that is what gaudapada is bringing to even maya if he say that maya and projection and all those things he is refusing even maya as a as a cause for the thing maya means avidya and avidya is the reason for adhyasa as per shankara himself but here Shankara, when he wrote the commentary for that aspect, he has to agree to Gaudapada because he had to say that a Vandya putra or a barren woman's son is never a possibility because there is no truth on which a son can be experienced in the case of a barren woman or the horns of a hare. The hare has never seen with a horn, even if. i don't know whether they genetically if they modify they meet may come up or not i don't know but at least in the nature you don't see that same way the dirt and the color of the sky is not of the sky it is of something else which is the substratum is the one which we have not seen 
So adhyasa for adhyasa is the maya aspect. Even maya for the world projection. There Gaudapata is saying that don't look at the maya or the adhyasa and try to find out that. This is where the scientific explanations or experiences are going on. They are experiencing the on the experiences, they are doing the analysis and trying to find out the truth behind it. But the philosophical way of approaching it is that appearances need a substratum which is permanent in nature. Only on a truth, an appearance can be projected. So look at the truth on which this thing. In your own experience of waking, dream and deep sleep, find out what is the reality or what is the truth on which the experiences are abiding. That is what he is driving us to find out. The more will be clearer as that we go through the karigas further. See, for Vishwa, Taijasa and Pragna, this is individually available and can be reconciled. You know, the experiences happening, the, the appearances happening and disappearing in your own, you know, self-aware uh, or self-consciousness, you call it. That is available, easy to reconcile. While the Ishwara Srishti, or Ishwara, you, whichever the way you put it, that is a difficult to reconcile uh, in the larger sense, you know, where you experience the world. How did the world appear? Where is the substratum for it? Is the same substratum that projected me, my own body, mind, intellect, you know, intellect out there? Is that the same source that projected me, also projected the world? So that reconciliation is a little larger. It takes a little larger view of the reality so that's what i see you know that that little you know i see this little difficult to reconcile it is because we are all alpatnyas our knowledge and capacity to know things are limited we are not sarvatnya like an ishura who has the knowledge of everything only when you have the knowledge of everything this will be understood at his level now Imagine uh, even in our own transactional level, a person who has studied up to graduation and a person who has studied up to master's or program as a doctorate, the understanding of the subject will be different. The way in which a graduate can fathom the knowledge and the way in which a doctorate or a master's can fathom the knowledge, there is a difference, isn't it? Even in the limited intellectual capacity, if there is a capacity difference with which we can able to do that, what to talk about from the micro and the macrocosm? How can you even fathom that? In case of Tattvamasi, using Bhagatyaga as the Prakriya, getting to sources, you know, a good, you know, good, nice way of navigating it to the source. Here it's opposite how the Ishwara, you know, and the, the appearance, whatever, uh, should be simply discounted completely as Maya and in and just let go is one option. But th there has to be a Prakriya to understand this. That is where I'm coming from. What is that Prakriya that let us understand this this whole Ishwara at a large level? And so there is an understanding possible. Is, is there anything, anything like that, any Prakriya like this? Yes, you'll have to wait for it. Sure. This Devasya Esha Subhavoyam is the cause for, for where he is explaining the entire aspect of it. Sure. Why the creation can be explained from the Subhava. Subhava is the method in which he is explaining it. And that is the Subhava which is being expanded in the seventh mantra of the Upanishad itself. And for those who could not grasp that at that level, then 
the mantras and the karikas are explaining on the meditation of om because intellectually if you are not able you are not there don't waste your time do the omkara upasana and how you can do that is explained in that and followed by the vaitatya pragranam what is the appearance how does it happen why how will you resolve these two appearances and the reality in the advaita pragranam and some examples in the alata shanti pragranam so we will have to wait for those things to be uh, completed but at least you have to wait till the seventh mantra is completed sure vindoji this is we'll wait for this vindoji thank you so much hari om bindu may i ask I'm just like i know this is elementary uh, so sorry for distracting but if if we go back to um the third mantra uh it reads the first quarter is vaishvanara whose sphere of activity is the waking state and then if we go to the second karaka it's reading vishva works from the right eye tajas from the mind and prajna from the heart space am i reading like are am i reading poetry or i mean sorry in the first karaka he's talking about vishva the first quarter he's who's all pervading and he experiences the external gross objects so i'm i'm just lost i'm i'm, I'm am i reading poetry or am i reading a descriptive narrative of of how the magic unfolds then why is the right eye like what's up with that please in the first karika gaudapada is bringing the objects the nature of the objects in the experiential field in the second karika he is explaining where those things are being experienced in the sense organs for the gross in the mind for the subtle and is the pragnana khana for the deep sleep where there is no in the location but it is that dissolving of both waking and the dream the third karika he is talking with the the identifier with each of those as a subject the first one is object second one was the tool or the location where it is being experienced the third one is the associated ident in a, the role player of the subject of waker and dreamer and deep sleep these are the three karikas are 1 2 and 3 what's with the right eye it is only an indication for the sense organs right eye is there is the is a indicator for the sense eye sense organs and predominantly in the in the vedic that is why this upanishad is vedic period they have given much importance to the right eye for their rituals so they refer to the right eye because the people who are listening to them are familiar with the importance of the right eye for the rituals in the yeah, in the vedas but it is representative of all sense organs okay thank you namaste shrini namaste bindu ji yeah <laughs> very nice i think uh, uh, even the philosophers not only philosophers those days uh, we keep hearing from philosophers these days that it is a leela it is a creeda it is for his enjoyment uh, and what not so yeah i think gaudapada is putting it very brutally and frankly and his disagreements with that so Yeah, nice. I'm looking forward to the next Friday session. Basically, thanks. It was a very beautiful explanation. I enjoyed it. It's a favorite topic, na, to Srini. Bindoji, I have uh, one question. Uh, in Shankara, in Brahma Sutra Bhashya, categorically mentions that a creation is by Ishwara only. 
even the yogi or one who has ashtasiddhi also cannot create an universe the gigantic universe like this he must be a ishvara to create this world here on the other hand we are just comparing the creation a creator as a magician and creation as a magic how both uh, we should be able to understand these things thank you he is not saying that it's a magician even he is refuting the maya swapna maya even that he is refuting he is saying that devasya esha swabhavoyam this is by nature it is the nature of the water to become bubble and the froth it is the nature of the fire to burn and to splinter and with the splinter each splinter is also equivalent to the fire itself you cannot bring a cause and effect aspect which is the mentality of the waking if we had the cause and effect mentality of the waking in the dream the dream experience would have been different there we don't apply the cause effect cause and effect and time time causation effect in the thing so cause and effect is a aspect of the waker's mind applied to the waking experiences because purva para that is a for before and after connection we bring in wherever we can see wherever we don't see we call it as a miracle or it's a nature so all those things were the majority of places we can bring the cause and effect in, in the waking but the cause and effect doesn't work in the dreamer and the deep sleep so ishwara as a creator when it is being told in the brahma sutra for the explanation there he is taking on the opponent who is refuting that so there shankara has to refute to the person who is against to the ishwara creating the whole thing which was the sankhyas those days sankhya didn't never had a ishwara faith faith in ishwara they never believed it it's only purusha prakriti they for them so for that purpose he has to explain that but the uniqueness of mountukya and mandukya karika the thing is that this philosophy is not applied in the rest of the upanishads or the in this thing except you will find the reflection of this in the bradharanya so the only two upanishads which has any some similarities between the mandukya and bradharanya other than these two most of them are agama based which is more on the you know creation maya mithya etc in the in the philosophical aspect but those who do not want to go tread that line the only two upanishads they should study is mandukya and bradharanya meduji just to extend what you said devasya eshase swabhava means even vaishwanara taijasa pragna all are devasya swabhava that means there is no jiva in it if this is the way everything will be seen in a devasya swabhava then everything fall in place only jiva having a problem otherwise this swabhava will come experience of the waking world dream world and deep sleep happens and go away is just the swabhava playing out does it make sense sir yeah you will come to know more about it in the next friday with examples i'll come out bindo can we can we look at the 6th and 7th karaka in in terms of making the distinction between this 
so-called manifestation uh and i'm not sure what the translation will be in mine in the seventh it's referred to as a projection you know of the glory of god's own superhuman power there's the two notions i'm i'm getting from six and seven that that the manifestation is there's the dispute between whether it's manifest or it's this power of maya as the projection can, can you just clarify this for me please it is that six seventh eighth and ninth all are refuting the standard formulas of creation which is mentioned in the those days from the karika point of view all those philosophies have dependencies and that dependencies make them a folly in the eyes of advaita because you are looking from the experienced point of view of the creation world as experience is real and when you are looking at that where you cannot explain it you call it as maya or a magic or a you know dream like these type of explanations are to satisfy the mind but not the reality that is why gaudapada is very very unique in his own way of i think he comes to the, the ajati the later part of the upanishad i mean there to part of the karika you need to get an answer only if it is real what you are experiencing have you thought where is the reality of it the objects of experience the experience or the experiencer who thinks he is experiencing or the substratum in where these things are happening there can be only one reality that which doesn't change objects are changing experience are changing the subject which is experiencing is also changing from the stage to stage waker dream and deep sleep then where is the reality lying namaste arobindo ji namaste sir uh, hello bindo ji uh, uh, yes you gave the example of the magician so the magician is acting as per his will and the world that he creates is illusory unreal now my question is who is the magician the individual being or uh, a cosmic person or some greater entity or to some relative degree is it that both the individual and the uh, greater entity both have this power of creating illusion because manipulation lying delusion we do this to ourselves and to others too so to certain extent we ourselves are also a bit mayavi but this maya is happening in the maya which is already there so how to uh, go further with this inquiry in the gautapada karika he is refuting the ishvara and using the creation he is using his maya his own shakti as maya for the creation of the entire world he is refusing that refuting that there is nothing like that he and his shakti as a maya is creating the world that is why he is saying that that magician aspect is also not true anye maya swapna maya is the way some others are saying swapna maya like a dream created or using his own maya ishura is creating the experiences so gaudapada is saying even that is not right so the maya or the maya vi is ishura mayinam tu maheshwaram is that somewhere you you would have heard that word no 
Mayinam to Maheshwara. So Maheshwara is the one who is doing the Maya. This is some, some philosophers are saying that. But Gautapada is saying that even that is not right. Shankaracharya himself uses the word Maya and the meaning of Maya that I know is magic. So, are Shankaracharya and Gautapada... It is not magic. Shankaracharya has never used the word Maya for magic. Yana Vidyate Samaya is the definition what Shankara has given. That which doesn't exist. Binaji, so one, one question that came was like uh, based on Venkatji's uh, uh, question uh, is like because see if, if Maya is the projection and uh, since you are saying that you know uh, Maya is also its nature, right? No, I, uh, no, it was never said Maya is nature. No, Sobhava. This is the nature of the Deva or the one who is Dyotanath, one who is, if I do it, explain it now itself, the 50% or 40% of what I have to tell on Flex Friday will be have to be explained now for answering that. I'll wait. This is, um, this requires a heightened state of um, awareness to understand this. The, these distinctions between creation maya is getting into where he where gaudapada sees reality as as an appearance it's like when when we talk about or when he refers to this projection this is where it's going it's not there's no physical world so to speak as a construct that is independent from the that awareness witness mind the 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 field in which it's perceived the it's just it's a it's a projection it's a all of it is an appearance and it requires this is a question binduji so i'm rambling but this is where i think i this is the revelation from this this is an appearance the the physical world it's all an appearance here. Yes? Patrick, if it's not an appearance, then see, it presupposes dualism, right? If it's not an appearance. Vivartavada. And the best example, see, when you see the rope and the snake, the moment you know that it's not a, a snake, but the rope, you end up with knowledge. But the other example which Advaita uses, that of the mirage and the water, there is a beauty. Not only do you know, but it also suggests that um, once the, you see the mirage, the waters of the mirage, apparent waters of the mirage, don't disappear. But you can live with it. You are not going to run to the mirage to quench your thirst. So that's how a realized master perhaps lives in this world and uh, considers this world and like you rightly said kriya you know srishti is so abrahamic in our vedanta it is more more projection srija srishti that's what we use like the examples in mundaka which you which we all went through where the spider that mantra where there's nothing other than that 
so these uh, ideas of uh, creation and all that comes because we have an intellect and causation is a category of thought and therefore an appearance therefore you know and therefore not valid it's not a reality this causation vivartavada vivarta or vartavada of shankara that is the thing and based on that you can sit and spin out any theory you want but that's it how can there be a two how can there be a rope or a snake to like that and like bindu said it is his nature not the swabhavada of the charvakas is a different swabhavada here would be very interesting to go through that Uh, uh, one question uh, for you is like, is uh, absolute truth, uh, uh, you know, just to be happy? Absolute truth has no such uh, modifications or modality. It is. It is indeterminate. It is because it is nishprapancha. You cannot apply any of the standards that we are used to here to that. it's indeterminate what category of the intellect are you going to be happy unhappy those are the things because we are given a mind which is fragmented and which can only function between two opposites we think ah i'm unhappy i'm incomplete therefore therefore that ought to be so it's it's a what do you think in dream is deep sleep are you happy or unhappy can you define that state of in deep sleep yeah but that's kind of a very morose i mean uh, end right like uh, because deep sleep is like kind of a nothing experience yeah but the purpose of advaita is to the kevala advaita that we are dealing with now um is to arrive at that fundamental truth that uh, and you know re you know come back into this world again like you do in from your deep sleep and handle it or treat it in a very different way not the normal way where ego is just given as a device and not the normal way as we think we are the crowns of creation just because we have been given the stupid mind you know no it is not that advaita and fundamentally like many times i've repeated in these ch that it's basically meant to arrive at the fundamental truth the ontological reality through which you see the world the world and the empirical reality of the ishara srishti is treated very differently by gaudapada he doesn't even talk like bindu says of srishti ajati which is so much nearer to the idealism of the buddhist vijnanavada but it's not so you'll find out the nuances as we go on thank you i'm no authority i'm just um, sharing that so whatever little i know sure yeah no thank thanks natya uh, uh here the prana is as uh, uh, you explained before like that before manifest uh, he assumes uh, to become more is it that the prana who uh, who is creating all this is see the word the word prana has different meanings in the different context prana is also for prana apana vyana udana samana vyana all panch prana prana is also used as a mind 
prana is also used for brahma and prana is also used in the absolute term where the term brahma atma mana and the panja prana is also not included in that as a pure you know pure existence awareness that two ways we will have to handle it is one is by negation one is by affirmation it is neither negated one nor the affirmed one it is beyond the negation and the affirmation so that such such a thing the vedas the upanishads were using the term prana for it but the prana is also a common name for the other subject like mind panjaprana and some somewhere it is also used as a, for the brahma so here the prana that is used in this karika is indicative of that absolute reality which is untouched untainted or not which is coming within the realm of the mind yato vacho nivartande aprapya manasasaha that state okay and uh, purusha is uh... Uh, jiva bhava like i am uh, dividing this all yeah is that that purusha is there that identity one who is knowing that he has the three roles in him as the turiya that he is he is present in all that all the three experiences at the same time he has got his own existence without the experiences also because what you know has to be different from you so if you know that you had become a waker and the waking experience were yours when you were in the dream you were the dreamer and the dream experience was yours when you were in the deep sleep and you had the deep sleep and that also is known to you these known things have to be different from the knower who is to be different from the three so that is what is the purusha and prana in that particular karika prana is that in the cross macrocosmic level and that microcosmic level is called the purusha here here that sakshi only no that yeah we can call it as sakshi because it is a perceiver of the three states from that point of view is a sakshi binduji what should we take away from the first uh, half a dozen characters just with your summary it is a detailed explanation of first six mantras of the upanishad but if the mantras had not been unclear to you the karikas have made it clearer to you this is a, i mean i'm repeating this this upanishad and the karikas especially the agama prakarana entire agama prakarana is highly a level where you need to set aside all things which you have learned even in other upanishads or other philosophies or other signs any subject come with a clean slate and open mind without even understanding anything from that look at it as if a child is listening to a story for the first time then you may be able to see what the upanishad and the karika is saying if you are reading it with the, you know baggage of the other upanishad other systems of say, philosophies or you know tantra mantra yoga or any of those things or even the science like the modern science and everything and then come to this your mind will be rushing between these two to for validation you will never find to know the truth so whenever the words are used in this particular prakarana or agama prakarana and the karikas and mantras 
if they have got unique meaning and unique usages which will be explained while narrating that don't refer to this like, like what is there in brahma sutra or what is there in the bhagavad gita or what is there in the upanishad or what is there in panchadeshi or viveka chudamani or any other book no you cannot compare between them this has to be understood as a totally a new subject which is taking you beyond the known beyond the unknown yet trikala bhadeti bhutam bhavit bhavishyati trikala bhadita even beyond the three that is the way you have to approach it do we make conclusions um along the way like is it do we sit you down? you you will you will love to develop it your own style how we how you understand it by applying it to your own experience the upanishad is talking about you the real you not the you which you think you are no i mean the the way that we can approach this um from our regular state these um this information was gathered from a a a mind or a state that is is transcendental in the sense that it I hate that word and it's it's so new agey but it's but it, they they were accessing uh they were accessing reality in a way that we can't normally that it, it's a difficult space so it it has to be approached from that same state in order to be to realize the truth that godapada is sharing with us it's not just regular information i mean he's deconstructing reality so like you can't just take this lightly in the sense that we're reading you know uh, we're reading about a you know two guys talking on the battlefield you know out of a chariot i mean it's far more profound in that sense you know he, i can stop i can i can stop the upanishad right today here if everybody feel that it is a sixer and it's bouncer and going beyond the head and not able to understand i don't want to confuse you with your set <laughs> mind and preconditions i have no no interest in to educate all of you if it is beyond the beyond the simulation power please be frank i'll be glad to stop it any any moment if you think today is then should be i call it a day i am ready to do it the no, no 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 don't, don't don't think like that <laughs> it should go on it should go on maybe you know it may take little time to tune uh, to the highest but uh, classes should go on i request you no, don't think no, of no, no classes can go on i may change from montego upanishad to some other upanishad but that is no no montego no, no. <laughs> we've been begging you now we've been begging you for weeks and now it's getting into right into the thick of it so not a chance no don't stop bendochi please don't in a way it is very very you know easy to grasp if 
as bindu ji told if there is no any prejudices it don't take much time be with your open mind so that understanding may not be a problem also so classes should go on with uh, mandukya upanishads only thank you welcome you know ji you are the reincarnation of our uh, you know <laughs> mandukya karika kartru mujhe pata hai i don't know that part jatwara ji i am watching you what will be your state after this upanishad is over okay no 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 don't worry. don't worry this uh, you know there are many many other uh, ways but our whole objective is trying to understand what you know karika and mandukya is you know revealing as it is so what i was saying was that normally when you see it as a criticism point of view you in fact that itself i want to know where you can find the points to criticize right and then the second part is that when you know it as a truth then it will automatically dissolve the other truths then also i would be very much interested in watching like what happens no definitely. but ultimately it is like only to oneself no 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 you know you don't worry that other people ha ha no there is a way don't worry uh, criticizing see there is you know already it's done it is there it will be more interesting okay that's all there but first our foremost job is to understand what exactly as it is the karikas and the mandukya is revealing criticism and all definitely it will be there and it is already done that we can you know that's uh, one more interesting piece <laughs> we will see while if you look into these things by different acharyas you will definitely come to know that's more interesting yeah yeah in fact i am interested in knowing that because <laughs> bindu ji our our, our uh, vinod ji you know has become pole mixer expert now what <laughs> Yes, no, no, in the sense that, like you know, uh, if there's a criticism, it can only be on the interpretation of the letters and words, not on the concept itself. And only by changing the letters and words and changing the very meaning of everything, then only it will have some uh, effect. No, no, no. See what? I don't know how it is possible. No, nobody is against the very text because the same text is for everyone. Okay, absolutely, everybody quotes from the same Upanishads. absolutely there is no any change in the syllabus syllabus will be same but how they look at the thing from different angle how it looks different altogether it's a different game altogether i'll just make one comment uh, bindu ji if you don't mind yes prasad please go ahead yeah yeah so uh, no because we were discussing about this so uh, like you know uh, jadavida ji said so mundaka upanishad uh, is uh, sorry mandukya upanishad is one and the karika embellishes that right but remember like i once uh, spoke at another place and i said that uh, you have to understand that here the ultimate form of advaita right where the idea of creation causality and uh, uh, any other concept whether it is the idea of liberation whether it is the idea of existence non existence everything is negated right in fact if you if one has a stomach to digest it then the fact is that there is no movement also that's the declaration of the advaitins of this class there's no movement though you're seeing movement it is only a projection of your mind there is no movement as such now if i say this somebody will say it's absolutely absurd if i say 
there is no Ishwara, again, some schools of thought will come and say it's absolutely absurd, right? So the thing is that uh, when, uh, like, you know, actually there should have been put out a lot of disclaimers uh, before Aurobindji actually uh, took out, uh, took this class, because even when he was speaking, I was thinking to myself uh, the same thing that uh, a lot of disclaimers have to be put out because certain notions are going to be uh, disheld. Certain notions are going to be, uh, you know, uh, put to powder, uh, like smashed. Right. And but but one thing that is very important is that when the karika is studied and when there's contemplation done on that, the aspirant's state of being is of prime importance, right? Uh, what I'm trying to say is the aspirant cannot afford to think of oneself as jiva, not think even, to know of oneself as jiva. If the aspirant knows oneself as jiva and tries to take this book as, uh, like, you know, Patrick said, this is not information. It's not information. Right. It's not a certain declaration for us to understand the nature of reality. This is not to be understood. It is to be realized. And because it is to be realized, even the Shravanam of such an Upanishad has to be seen from the standpoint of the fact that I am Atma. I'm not at all a Jiva. There cannot be a Jiva element because the second there is a Jiva element, there is thought. And the second there is thought, there is time. And the second there is time, there is space or vice versa. And within that, such a concept of Mandukya Upanishad cannot be understood no matter what you do. You can probably say that, okay, it's a text that declares this. Now, if I put out pamphlets of what Gaurapada had said, people who are in the realm of thought and who believe themselves to be individuals will immediately come out with the with the fact that this is a uh, this is a uh, uh, an atheistic faction of the vedas right uh, the the fact that uh, the idea of god itself is negated no you cannot say ishwara doesn't exist while you're a jiva right the jiva and the ishwara have the same step substratum that is the ultimate reality so when the Upanishads and uh, when uh, Gaudapada declares such great statements of the fact that there is no Maya, there is no causation, there is no Ishwar, there is no Shrishti, right? The idea of Shrishti comes, I mean, the idea of Ishwar comes because you need a Shrishti Karta, right? Now, everything is negated. At that time, what's more important is that one should immediately look behind and say, therefore, even my existence is negated. And if the if the aspirant is of such a caliber, uh, truly speaking, to be able to stand on the the might of the self and declare to oneself, I mean, declare in the sense internal assertion, right? One has to be able to face the whole brunt of Maya. One has to be. It's not that they don't exist; they exist, 
the second you bring in the jivatma tattva the ishvara has to be there it's like both of them spring simultaneously you can't do anything about it the second you bring thought the second you bring individuality there is going to be a cosmic because the microcosm and the macrocosm are interdependent you can't remove it so these all you know are uh, because i was just even answering to patrick so these are the heights you know the, the sublimity of uh, this upanishad is uh, that high that you have to it's like you know what swami abhedananda used to call it as the dizzying heights of vedanta right so uh, one has to understand it this way now let us assume that we are not in that qualification because in the tradition this is not taught right this is not taught right away it is taught as a text because of the whole you know curriculum of the patashala as it's it's taught but when the teacher declares it the teacher sees the fitness of the aspirant right and the fitness of the aspirant is of is of prime importance here for example uh, just because of the tradition that i know the 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 uh, uh, the uh, the the freedom to study or the the license to study such a text by shri ramakrishna was given to vivekananda without hesitation because the person was completely ready it's like the person was in the burden of individuality because society forced him into the burden of individuality whereas the person was always willing to soar out of the bondages of individuality then comes swami turiyananda turiyananda was a reluctant dvaitin right he also loved the advaita but shri ramakrishna took a long time for him before he could actually uh, 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 go and uh, allow him to go and take up uh, these ideas so what he told him is you are saying brahma satya jagan mithya then why are you simply rambling again and again manifested in your life vivekananda didn't need to manifest it so here the knowledge was made to put into what swami vivekananda calls self conscious activity right for the knowledge to be drilled in that is aturiyananda and then there was an open acceptance given to swami abhedananda but before abhedananda could actually grasp such a truth uh, uh, to him he was advised on the path of dvaita where before his ultimate realization he has he had had the visions of the devi devatas he he had the vision of the cosmic reality so all these are not fictions and one need not therefore think that there is nothing like cause and effect there is nothing like god they're all there but they're there when this when this two that is the jiva and the ishvar exist they exist but where godapada speaks from is very important to understand and therefore if one is uh, that's that's why you know when bindu ji said that uh, from the tradition it's said that just this text is enough to liberate right it's the ultimate truth turiyananda ji declared those truths of uh, gaudapada towards the end of his life right that's because he was established in it so it's it's not something as frivolous as one would think and at the same time it's not so radical in the way that it is uh, as a philosophy it's the ultimate declaration and everything that gaudapada is going to speak is going to be declared shankaracharya had the burden of defending such a philosophy 
of having to put down that philosophy as against other philosophies because that was the that was the nature of uh, uh, philosophical thought that days you you had to uh, corroborate your idea with an other to establish your idea otherwise people will just tell it's a whimsical thought of some silly philosopher right so shankaracharya had this burden so you'll see arguments right but arguments no matter what shankaracharya says cannot point out to the truth it is only he's only doing it to establish that what gaudapada says is true right now it's on the it's on the aspirant now that's one one way of uh, studying it the other way of studying it is uh, to know to learn to see what other thoughts exist in the vedic thought the vedantic thought and that way we should learn to take this and that is the only place where i believe uh, where orobinji said that you got to come with a free mind because you're not here to argue you're not here to say how come how can you say this so you know suppose if you're asking uh, bindoji questions you're like bindoji you said this no bindoji takes no responsibility of it it is there it is passed on in in language format to the other that is the problem or that is the greatness i'd say of uh, this karika right so one has to understand it that way and therefore uh, this whole upanishad one has to just say that okay there were some men and there still are some men who have realized truth at this height right and not just realize not just intellectually framing it and therefore going to debate no the whole system was aligned to it right and 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 and, and there are you know the, these these great people had lakshanas right the first saint that nityaji spoke of these are the lakshanas of those people right gaudapada it's it may be a story but it was said gaudapada was always in mauna right and he would go into samadhi quite often it said i don't know though and i i, I don't know like you know it's it's a tradition like some texts we have read uh, some descriptions of gaudapada so the lakshana of the stita pragna is also very important to understand so this way uh, you know from that sense treating this treatise like uh, with respect and with what this tradition has to offer what are the various schools what are the various modes of thought that this school has to uh, this this vedantic school has to offer in that sense we should approach uh, this karika and the classes and like uh, binduji says if you take any other upanishads ah you have relief right the kena upanishad finally you have uh, ishvara and shakti it's it shakti right in the form of uma and you're like oh Uh, it's a breather here in 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 this karika you're not going to get any breather there is no scope for anything like which says ah this is something that i can relate to it need not be right and uh, this need not satisfy like you know like uh, somebody was asking that it's like a morose thing this is this is this is not like a swiggy or a zomato that has to offer you know some sort of uh, customer satisfaction it's not like that this is the highest declaration and these uh, these men who declared it needed no following to actually cater to the uh, thoughts of what people like it because most of the gurus cater to how people would want to see things right it's not like that so therefore these are the ultimate declarations 
and the the disclaimer is also of what I said and then the last should be take it or leave it and I believe when Binduji said I'm willing to stop it actually stems from the fact that he felt that you know you either take it or leave it so these are just certain things certain notes I just wanted to add when it came to this Upanishad I'm done I'll not be able to if anyone else has questions I'll not be able to answer maybe after an hour I'll come and then we can discuss thank you thank you Prasad for the explanation you have, you have narrated the way it, it should have been explained as I said, as you said, this, what you said should have been the disclaimer before I started this operation. Thank you for reminding, I mean, at least putting it up now. Yeah. So I think that was beautiful, Prasadji, and, and kind of clarifying and summary, summarizing what, what I was, you know, grasping with and in the chat, Nitya, you know, as rightly said, this is, this is now it's striking right into the heart of what the intellect has created in in terms of the construct of of creation and causation it's <laughs> it's 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 upending that right now and so i was struggling with that notion of that it can't be approached with the regular mind it, I don't know if anyone else is, you know, was experiencing that and feeling it, but it, it takes you literally, it, it, it's taking you beyond everything that we've learned before and we've known before and it's put in a way and presented in a way that um, pulls the rug, you know, under your feet all at, all at once. And so it needs to be approached from, you know, a, a state similar to where it was pr presented. So, yeah, thank you, Prasadji. How do you? So that's Prav just going to say, Binduji, thank you so much. And um, thank you. Thank you for. Hari Om. Namaste. Thank you all.